Hello and welcome back to Kent and the Steering Team for another week. Uh, you're joined today by my good mate Drew and myself Phil. Unfortunately, Kent can't be with us today. He's uh, involved in a rousing game of Connect Four with Emmanuel, who uh, is also not present at the moment. Um, but that's okay. Here we are, Drew. How yes, are you? I- I'm rather well. How are you? Um... Okay, I've hurt my back, but I'm okay otherwise. Oh, you're part yes. of a club. It's okay. I sympathize. It's, n- it's not very fun, if I'm honest. No. No, it's never meant to be. <laughs> oh, really? I thought... Oh, oh, back injury's not meant to be fun. No. Oh, okay. That's what you've been doing yeah. wrong the last few days. Yeah, I thought I was meant to be enjoying this. I thought it was just me that wasn't enjoying this. Anyway... On with the show, shall we? Yes. Um, I think it's quite uh, interesting if we talk about, as we spoke about last week, we spoke about Apple to start with, and I think we should talk about Apple first again, because if you recall, audience, Drew, myself, um, (laughs) when we spoke about Apple last time, um, I said that it would be quite embarrassing. In fact, it is quite embarrassing that I really want an Apple Watch and the new iPhone. Uh, Drew, what did we go out and do last following last day. Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, literally, well, literally the day after recording the podcast. Well, dear listeners, if you recall, I did say that the next morning I was heading into the Apple store, which I went and did. And lo and behold, the $579 Apple Watches Series 2 had been reduced to $449. Now... Needless to say, for me, it was a no-brainer when I got one. Then proceeded to <laughs> very gently encourage young Master Phil here to investigate. Investigate, <laughs> not buy. Investigate purchasing one that evening at JP Hi-Fi, who had a minor heart attack when we told them how little I paid for it at Apple that morning. Yes. So, they did. Yes. So, even in their shock, they agreed to price match and through a mouthful of food, Phil committed to the purchase. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. The guy goes, oh, did, did, did you want to buy this day? And through the mouthful of food, uh-huh, oh, 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 okay. <laughs> oh. And then I bought it. And then we sat in the cinema, because uh, we went to the movies, then we sat in the cinema, and during the ads, the realization dawned on me that I'd just spent my money on, on an Apple Watch when I had absolutely no intention of, do, of doing so. Yes, quite irresponsible with money at times, it seems. And you were getting advice from your sister at the same time about whether or not to buy one. Yeah, and they specifically said, uh, nah, if it was me, I wouldn't. And then I said to them after buying it, well, already bought it, let's never speak of this again. <laughs> Except now we've so, put that out there for the world. <laughs> yeah, well, that's stupid that we <laughs> both have Apple Watches. But I can say that I'm enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. It's, yeah. It's, I, look, I'm, I'm glad I have it. Look, it, I can understand why people don't want it. I can understand why I didn't want it for a long time, but I, I'm really glad I have it. It's, um, yeah, it's very easy really, to really see both sides it. of the coin now that now that you have it. But Well, precisely. There's, um, there's I, a lot that I like yes. about it. No, I know. I love it. I'm very it's happy Apple. with it. Yes. Yes. Uh, no, I think no, also... Look, the, the functionality is cool. Yeah, no, I love it. I, I genuinely think it's a cool piece of kit. Like it, I like how it works. I like what it looks like. Um, yeah. I like what it tells me. Um, I've pretty much worked out most of how to use this thing. Most of it. Not all of it, but most of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty happy with it. Yeah. Actually... And also to clarify, let's let's just clear up one more thing as well that we spoke about last week, which is Coca-Cola. Uh, as you told me during the week, Coca-Cola is now making a coffee. So I guess that kind of... Uh, see, it's amazing what, what we discussed last week. It seems to be creating the world and, and how the world works the following week. Because now that they're making a coffee, we have even more reason to well, make it into a form of currency. Well, all of it, yeah, well... Oh, it is. They've just infused some 
Brazilian coffee into Coca-Cola. And I read an article about it where they were discussing it with one of their PR people at, at Coke. And apparently the decision came about as a result of the amazing success last year with the Coke with ginger. Now, I personally, I, I did enjoy the Coke with ginger, but I didn't believe that it was quite the success they were making it out to be now. So, I don't know what led ginger. on with that one. Well, it, it, Coke with ginger. Apparently it didn't sell as well as they expected, but now they're talking about it as if it was this massive sensation. So, well, I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to mention Coke life, but when I can't remember that was, that was last year, the year before or something like that, but that's fine. I thought yeah. you were going to mention, cause I, I didn't even like Coke with ginger didn't even rate to me. Oh no, it was apparently a huge, huge thing. And I liked it. I thought it was quite tasty. I, I but I like ginger based drinks and that's, that's why that the Coke did it in the first place. And now their rationale was Australians love coffee. So we're giving them two things they love. And I don't know. Coke and coffee. I don't and you know. As, as do? a non coffee drinker, I, yeah. What should I do? What you should do is yeah. you should go to Norway because at Christmas they have quite uh, an interesting Christmas drink called Glug. Uh, and Glug is pretty much tastes like warm Dr. Pepper. Non-fizzy, <gasps> just warm Dr. Pepper. It's a really weird texture as well. It, it Yeah, it's a weird, weird texture. Um, but like really smooth. Like it's in incredibly country, smooth. So in fact, it feels yeah. more smoother than like water if if that's hard it's hard to imagine but it's just yeah it feels more runny and liquidy than water um but yeah pretty much warm dr pepper that sounds delicious why no it's not here? it's weird and gross em- embrace your like he- this embrace your heritage see yeah, i'm, I'm, I'm weird stuff like that i'm i'm lucky my my heritage dictates a love of lego so yeah. Yeah, see, I love Lego. See, why can't Norway have Lego? All we have is oil and, like, clean energy sometimes, and uh, fish and whaling and glug. That's it. Yeah, see, the, Danish, like the Danish have Lego and Princess you also Mary. Have the conf- so and also that thing that, like, what what is a Danish? Is it a confectionery, a cake, a whatever a pastry. it is? You want pastry? Oh, of pastry. course it's a pastry. Why did I think... Oh, I'm thinking of Turkish Delight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yum. No, I meant... No, what is Turkish Delight? It's, um... Jello. Gelat- with, like, powder on it. Gelatinous rose water with icing sugar. That's probably the Ugh. best way of putting it. It's, it's delicious. I love Turkish Delight. I don't know. I don't think it's for me. I've never tried it, but it just looks weird. Actually, never tried no, it? that no, no, <laughs> no. It's like a lot of things. I've never tried it, but I don't want to try it because it looks gross. Um, it's like except you and for sushi. Ex- no, I've tried sushi and I try to like sushi, but sushi's gross. It's disgusting. Okay, <laughs> I've tried to. I've tried. I've tried so many times because it looks satisfying to eat, even though it's gross. And I can't. I can't like it. I'm it's sorry. I just so can't. It's like mushrooms. It's just gross. Anyway, yeah. no, the one time that Turkish Delight looked good was in, uh, what is it? Chronicles of Narnia, the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. When the kid, what's the kid that's friends with Mr. Tumnus? Lucy. Not, no, not the little girl, the boy, the, the, the young oh, boy. Oh, uh, I don't know. Damien? No, Damien, no. <laughs> I don't know. It's, um, there's, hang on. There's Lucy, Damien, James, and Sarah. I don't know, I'm making up those names. It's. It's Lucy, Peter, Susan, and I can't Jake. remember. No, oh no, I have to look it up. John, I have to look it up. <laughs> you, you, Wait, okay, Peter. Okay, Peter. Then I don't think it's when Peter. Peter Peter's the older one. Narnia. I should remember this. I grew up reading these books. No, but I'm, I'm, oh, just, okay. I'm just having a mental blank. This is horrible. Paul, Mark. Edmund. Edmund, Edmund. I knew it was something weird. Um. When uh, Edmund makes good friends with, uh, what's her name? Tilda, what's the actress's name of the White Witch? Witch? Yeah, Tilda Swinton. That's it. T- Tilda Swinton. All I remember her is from The Beach and 
Uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Um, when she makes him whatever he wants and he wants Turkish delight and he eats that little container. That is, that looks so satisfying and I wish I could devour that. But at the same time, if it's rose border and gelatinous and powder, then that's disgusting. It's so delicious. That's weird. I don't like jelly either. What? Do you... What? Yeah, I don't like jelly. Jelly's disgusting. How do you not like jelly? <laughs> because it tastes gross and it's just a weird... Jelly's delicious. No, it's not. It's gross. It's weird. No. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird, no, yes, but it's still delicious. Especially when people slurp jelly and then they spit it out and it looks like soup. Oh, God, I'm going to be sick. Is it just weird because we sell oh. it at our place of work? No, I've never liked jelly in my entire the life. One, the one there looks kind of weird. No, I've never liked jelly, ever, in, in my life. Yeah, I don't understand that. I love it. Always have, especially Ugh. citrus-flavored ones. Oh gosh! No, I wish I liked red the red one from like like airplane jelly. Mm, I like airplane jelly. Airplane jelly for me. I actually yeah. have some airplane jelly jelly molds in the cupboard somewhere. I I also really like jelly. Um, that was on banana, uh, bananas in pajamas. That have that. That have jelly wibbly wobbly jelly and munchy honey cakes. Munchy, crunchy honey cakes. No, but they no. look gross as well. They used to make those on play school. I remember. Munchy honey cake because they had the, the banana in pajama. The the singular, the one banana in his pajama, pajamas. One banana in the pajamas. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they, they had the one banana in pajamas. Yes. That was interesting. They did. Interesting. Wait, was wait? Hang on. Which was first? Was Bananas in Pajamas just a story, or was it a spin-off from Play School? Uh, Come on, you meant well, to know this stuff. You're the well, TV guy. Well, Play School's a lot older, but I don't remember how Bananas in Pajamas came to be. I don't. I don't okay. remember. I, I. All I know is that Monica sang the theme song for the show. Yes, in its she original did. incarnation, and then yeah, the were- shit version. There were all the other different verses to the song, because there was also green beans in blue jeans. And the zucchinis in bikinis. Yes. There were- I, I just... No, yeah, go. No, no, no. You're good. Well, I was just going to... I was going to go off on another tangent, which is to say, I, I have a distinct memory as a child, and I don't know if anyone... If you or any of the listeners can recall this kind of thing, which was... I had it was yellow, uh, roughly. If it, if it had the book opened fully, it was about the size of a like an A three, um, and it was one was yellow and one was green, and in these books were ugh, the weirdest things. It was like it had like a koala and a kangaroo in it, and then it was kind of like Where's Wally, but with koalas and kangaroos, um, and they were in lots of different situations. And there's one page where it had. Um, like a ripoff of McDonald's and it's called McDuck. And I think that's the greatest thing of all time. But I'm really, I can't remember what these things were. And I don't know why I thought of it. I, I, I thought of it because of, actually I thought of it because of the, the zucchinis in bikinis. But yeah, I really, I really wish I could find what this thing was. There were, it had really like weird drawings and it had koalas and kangaroos. One book was yellow. One book was green. And yeah. And it had a McDuck in it. I don't. And it's like where's Wally? I don't remember this at all. But listeners, oh, if you guys it. remember, please, please look it up and or Can just you please help me. Yeah, help him out. Surely my sisters know. Hopefully they listen to this. Otherwise, I'm going to be furious at them. Sybils, just, just keep pestering listen them to until this. they listen. I'll have to. Well, they listened to the first one. I don't know if they listened to the second one. I don't know if anyone listened to the second one. No, that's a lie. I know people did. Yeah. Sna- uh, uh, SoundCloud tells all, as it, it seems. Um, it does. It even tells us how many times we listen to it. Ugh, too many times. I, I used to hate... You know what's interesting? I used to really, really hate the sound of my own voice, and now I just strongly despise it. Not Are to you- say that I like it. 
Oh yeah, you're getting better with it. I put it this way: I can pop these episodes on in the car and listen to them now. I'm I'm not saying that that's what I do, people. <laughs> no, I've I've fallen to sleep listening to it once. Like it, it's just interesting to listen back to it and be like, "Yeah, I did that." What is with everyone kind of falling asleep to it? Kind of thing, but uh, you know, I. Don't. Wow, this is a long tangent. Where the hell did we start? Coca-Cola being a currency? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I know, right? How bizarre. Um, Yeah, okay. Well, should I uh, call upon the next topic? Yeah, rein us back in. What are we up to? Rein us back in. Okay, so as you would have heard, listeners, last week, when we did mention Coca-Cola being a currency, you would have heard that it was... uh, through us overhearing that being spoken by another another person with an interesting idea, a few interesting ideas, I'd like to call upon another one of their interesting ideas that we heard. Oh, please uh, do. Which was, which was a mobile gondola repair service. Now, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed because I think Emmanuel would have had a very interesting con- uh, uh, take on this, as he did with Coca-Cola being a currency, where that... I don't even know where the hell that ended up. Um, but... <laughs> But I think he would have had an interesting take on mobile gondola repair services because we both heard it. We were both there when he mentioned it oh the first time, and goodness, we were like, "What so the good. hell? What the what hell was is going on?" What was he saying? It was that he didn't understand. Why was there no merit in it, or something? It would. He was just just confused as to why it wasn't a thing, and I just can't understand why it would be a thing. It would be valid in one place. And when yeah. he says gondola, does he mean the actual gondola in, like, at in in uh, Venice, or is he talking about the like kind of thing in a shop where like you have a stand, which is also called a gondola? That's it, what like, I was what, wor- wondering about. What the? F- <laughs> what's he talking about? I, Surely he's so not confused. talking about the thing in Venice. Oh, I hope he is. Like what? Because that just makes. Oh me well, what? Better. They're just going to be broken down on the side of the river and be like, "Oh, uh, my uh, my gondola doesn't work." That's the worst Italian accent <laughs> of all time. Ah, <laughs> uh, mamma mia, my uh, gondola. I hope. Oh, uh, gondola. I hope we don't have any Italian listeners who will condemn you for that. <laughs> Do you think there's a lube mobile for gondolas? They'll fix the boat. <laughs> lube mobile will come. <laughs> Thirteen, thirteen, uh, thirty-two. What's one in Italian? Uh, one is uno. uno, uno, uno. What's two? <laughs> dos, dos. Is it that's Spanish? Uno, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, tres. Uh, uno, uno, oh, my, uno, uno. <laughs> Can Italian please send us a recorded voice message of someone saying Lumabile phone number in Italian? To the Lumobile theme. Ex- extra point tune. if you sing it. <laughs> I'll give you $5. Money might not be mine. And we'll, um, and we'll yeah. play the recording on next week's episode. <laughs> oh, you better believe it. Oh, I will play the shit out of that thing. That will be my ringtone, even. Like, I would, I would hold on to that. That would be the greatest thing of all time. It would be pretty fantastic. Um... <laughs> Okay, so what are the, the merits of a mobile gondola repair service? It depends on the gondola. So if it is the yes, if it is the boat, I I kind of see the merit in it. But what if the mobile? Well, I guess so. I guess it. What, what mm. if the, what if the mobile gondola repair service is on a gondola and then the gondola that it's on breaks down en route to a gondola? Then he has to either repair it himself or call the uh, call dispatch for another repair gondola. Yeah, mobile gondola. I guess it would be like it would be a bit like Lubabil, or it would be like NRMA or something like that. Calling up and going, "Yeah, g'day, uh, g'day, guys. My gondola seems to have uh, carked it just down the uh, down uh, the canal Murray. seven one down the canal seven one three. Uh, just wondering if you can." Uh, Maybe send someone out to have a look at it. Oh, I don't know what's wrong with it. I think it must have uh, hit a rock or something like that. I think the the uh, the stick that I've got snapped. <laughs> I love that I you've know. abandoned the attempts at the Italian accent and just went for Aussie instead. <laughs> Bogan Aussie instead. Well, like, because... Like, no, I'm gonna... oh, my, 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 my stick is broken. <laughs> I'm just, 
It's like, nope, I'm just going to be a bogan Aussie tourist. That's it. That's my lot. I'm, I'm oh, there. okay, fine. Hey, mamma mia. Hey, hello, a gondola repair service. My uh, uh, stickies <laughs> are broken on a rock. Can you uh, please send, send uh, uh, fix the guy fixer? I don't know. What What do they say? Ciao. They're... I just picture a lot of arms <laughs> waving and yelling. <laughs> <laughs> In the water. It's a broken. Hey, Putara, my, my gondolas are broken. You need to patch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crap. Okay, now I'm let's really su- now let's assume that it's for gondolas, as in shop displays. Okay, that one I can understand because there's people that you know, pallet walkers, pallet jacks. Doesn't matter what they're called. Yeah. Um, there's there's a repair service for them. They drive around in their white Toyota van, rock up and yeah, about and they're, service they're the machines. Toyota that look after those. At least at our at so, least at our place of work it is. So. Our establishment. Um, so I'd assume that there would be like it, it wouldn't be too far fetched to imagine someone else in another van, maybe a Mitsubishi van this time, <laughs> rocking up in a I imagine a short work boots with a bit of paint on them somehow and a dark blue top with like a little uh, white pinstripe around the on the collar. A polo shirt that is, or even a button up, not too sure. Uh, and this man would be named Barry, <laughs> Barry would Barry. Uh, be <laughs> be called up if, for example, a pallet jack was hit to hit this gondola and bend the leg, or just lots of customers or even a child stands on it and breaks a shelf or something like that. Barry will get a call to come on into your shop, your business, and uh, jack up the the gondola and uh, change over that that leg or that foot on it and uh, replace it, make it look just as new. You can give it a bit of a touch-up if it needs to, or an oil, just in case anything's squeaking or rattling. And uh, give the rest of the bolt, nuts and bolts uh, a bit of a tighten. G'day, it's guys. Cool business. I hear you needed a little bit of help with a gondola. I've come from the uh, the mobile repair service. My name's <laughs> Barry, but you can call me Big Bazza. That's what all my mates call me Big down at the pub. <laughs> all right, <laughs> let's, let's, let's go check a look at this dollar. That's what I call a gondola, you know? <laughs> big dollar. A dollar. A big dollar. Call hey, Gonny. I call, call my wife that sometimes too, you know? <laughs> oh, big, <mate. laughs> big gonda. Big <laughs> gonda. And she calls me the conda. <laughs> Anaconda and gondola. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, the guy's just going to call down uh, your uh, business there. Uh, came on down from Maui. I'm here to have a look at your gondola, see and uh, try and get this thing back into shape. Eh? <laughs> a couple of kids, uh, a couple of little uh, varmints climbing on other <laughs> varmints. Oh, <laughs> you, know, you know what the irony would be? That if he broke it. No, 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 no. Better than that. Let's okay. So, assuming this is the the storefront mobile gondola repair service for for, for shop mm. for shop display gondolas, I would yes. bet you anything that if someone genuinely had that, that they would use a boat gondola as the logo. Yeah, dead set. That's pure. Just Aussie, like they would Aussie humor. Note the inverted commas there because. We're really thick with this sort of thing sometimes. It, oh. Yeah, it would be. But you're right. Yeah, it would. Yeah. It would definitely be yeah. a gondola that, yeah, that's the logo. Yeah, because he'd think he was being clever. Same with the same with the the silly chauvinistic jokes. He'd, he'd be thinking, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm funny it's, as. <laughs> oh, Bazza the clown, eh? <laughs> Forget this, Pennywise, <laughs> Penny. I bet no. you any. I bet um, you anything though that when he gets home, the wife rules the roost. So he's gonna make so. all. He makes all the jokes he can while he's out and about. Well, well, Beryl normally has control. Beryl. <laughs> Beryl. Man, I, um, I, I was picturing her as sort of a Ronda type, but okay. Oh, really, Ronda? Beryl. I, I, I thought Beryl. Beryl. You know, Beryl with the like the large arms, like the the chunky arms, and therefore the elbow looks like it's a little bit like. And it's inverted, and it's barrel with a Y, right? 
Yeah, it's like Ch- yeah. Cheryl, but Beryl. Cheryl. Um, what I was, was going to say something else about it. That the fact that I think that if this guy was to have commercials, they'd be on like the middle of the night. They'd be on about what is this? We're recording this at one in the morning. Yes, we are. Uh, <laughs> so it would it would be that kind of thing. Oh, it'd be the um, graveyard. That kind shift. of time. Once, yeah, yeah. Just you know, cheap rent uh, at this time of night, and it would have an Aussie, clearly an Aussie, dressed up as a gondola driver or a gondola. What's the gondola guy called? The guy that on the boat, gondola steerer, gondola man. Anyway, dressed up as him, being like with a really shit Italian an- uh, accent and the black, thick black moustache. Hey, I'm here to fix your gondola. That's exactly what would happen. Now I'm just. In fact, let's let's go into business. Let's make this happen because we seem to have it down pat. Yeah, I I I'm in. So so long as we can we can have the big Baza accent. Yeah. And quote inglorious bastards with it. So so <laughs> yeah. when you do hear the Italian words, he's got margarita. <laughs> margarita. Margarita. Give me some of that bolognese. Bol- bolognese. Some spaghetti. Oh, yeah. Pasta. Wait, what about tacos? Is taco... No, that's a, that's Mexican, isn't it? That's for those Mexican oh, fellas, don't, isn't it? Don't forget Gorlami. Gorlami. Gorlami, yeah. Dominic de Coco. Oh, oh big dom. Big, 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 big condom. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's, that's, an, that's an excellent segue because I wanted to discuss something this evening. Um, earlier in the evening, I was out for dinner with a friend and um, we discussed many topics. And one of the amusing topics was about how apparently mm-hmm. uh, the, there are many gentlemen out and about in the world who do not like to wear protection when they are intimate with a woman. And okay. and I was told about this really interesting rationale that that she overheard another guy say. And it, I'm sure I can't do it justice, but it was to the effect of, of you know, um, like, why would I wear it? You know, it's like saying, why would I wrap my tongue in cellophane to eat? Okay. I don't understand that connection. It's, it's the concept that apparently it doesn't feel as good when you're wearing something. But the, the sheer fact that this guy compared it by going, why would I wrap my tongue in cellophane to eat? Clearly means that this man is completely brain damaged. Oh, completely. But I, aside from the fact that I, I laughed for a good few minutes at hearing hearing that analogy, because it was brilliant, um, it, it, it actually stirred up the concept of how dumb are the gentlemen out there. I'm, I'm sorry if... If any of you are actually our listeners and and you feel that you need to not protect yourself or the person you're with, but seriously, just my health class. Given that <laughs> I given that I have a stake in this show, I am more than prepared to air my opinion. And guys, if you're not prepared to take the correct precautions, then you don't deserve to go any further. Um, there is though there's yeah. another option do you want to hear the other option don't do it <laughs> so no no so you get a marble oh, no. and you place that in the end no i'm gonna stop there because it's making me really uncomfortable and shudder and feel gross yeah please I don't, don't. Want to ever discuss that i'm never please, not gonna say that yeah please don't finish that one but yeah, yeah I, I was you really could put stones in it <laughs> great <laughs> I, I, I was just stunned to, to hear that this sort of stupidity w- was even happening. Like, I, I had a vague idea that apparently some guys were uncomfortable with the idea of, of wearing, wearing the latex. And I, seriously. Get, but the technology these days, there are ones that are so thin that, it, you know, that 
It's like wearing nothing at all. No, get out. That's not acceptable. It's not allowed. But that's that's what the ads say. But but I just I can't comprehend the fact that guys out Mm. there are are just actively going. Oh no, not doing it. No, I don't know. I don't. I don't understand. Like uh, I can understand further into a relationship exactly sure. exactly and, but, and, and, but and and that was the thing not- it, it, yeah but you know if if you're just casually hooking up with someone surely then i could don't understand why not <sighs> it's not worth the risk it's not and it's reckless and it's not it's not like you're just going oh i'm just putting myself at risk no no you're putting the person you're with at risk mm. And it's frustrating that that kind of stupidity is just openly out there. I don't get it. But that's but that's my little bit of frustration for the day. The the there are stupid people out there. I mean, I, I already know that there's stupid people out there, but I did not need oh, yeah. more evidence for it. It's no, okay. that's right. It, it, it's okay. We we don't exclude ourselves from the stupidity. We're just highlighting that this is oh, a no. point that we find. Myself. Yeah. Well, well, you know, it's like it's like um, Idiocracy. What a great film that was. You know, oh. you, the dumb people bang all the time and make lots and lots of kids, and the smart people wait and wait and wait, and it never happens. So, you know, yeah, exactly. It's real. It's just like real life. Is this real life or is it just fantasy? Mm. That's real life. Uh, I think actually on that point, because the clever one's not here, Mister Emmanuel with his ungodly ability to think of all these weird and research all these unusual interesting different things uh because he's not here uh he's on walkabouts no he's not that's not appropriate that he's (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm not gonna touch that actually because he's not because he's not here uh i think we should in fact do something a little bit different yes which is to call on the 35th mil podcast edition. Well, hey, all right. So in, in lieu of, uh, strange things, strange things, we're going to discuss other things like film related things. Cause that's the stuff that we know that he's not as up on cause he's not present at films all the time. Yeah. Begin. I'll let you have the floor to start. All right. Well, we, I, I'll briefly touch upon earlier in the week. We saw Kingsman, the golden circle, and man, so I don't even know where to begin. Look, director Matthew Vaughn has never made a sequel before. He broke his rule finally and made a follow-up to Kingsman, the secret service. And wow, what a sequel. Um, look, there are a couple of little shortcomings in there, but they are vastly overshadowed by the fact that it is overall a very good quality film it is a worthy follow-up to the original and i I personally i think he schooled a number of filmmakers Mm. in how to make a sequel completely completely agree yeah and i don't know i i i was so taken with the movie even even little things that really did actually bother me about it about directions they chose to go in and things they chose to do i again i'm very prepared to overlook it, but yeah, did set. Yeah, we we went into a lot more detail with it in our review. So if you are interested, you can check out the review over at Facebook or YouTube at the thirty fifth mill. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, I overall I thought it was excellent, and I really look forward to watching it again. I completely agree, and in fact, I will probably go and see it again quite soon. Um, having said that, though, there was another film that we saw last week. Uh, oh, which we strongly did not like at all. Very, in any very way at all. Emphatically um, against. Yeah. I was speaking to someone yesterday yeah. who said that they actually did enjoy it. What? Yep. A Is young it? man with initials CR. Uh, he quite no. enjoyed it. And no. Yeah. Yeah. I could not believe it. I could not believe that he liked it. And uh, was he okay with the he... ending? Yep, he's okay what? with start to finish. 
he uh, said, I'm sure in a, yeah, not, not serious kind of way, um, you know, you're just going along with uh, what the majority is saying, you know, bandwagoning a little bit in the hate for it. Absolutely not. I am not bandwagoning in my dislike for that film. He said that maybe I didn't get it. No, I, I got it. I completely understood what the hell was going on in that movie. Um, but I did not like it at all because it frustrated me. It made me sit there pissed off. Um, Mother is the film we're talking about that is just god oh, off awful. I, f- I, feel, I feel like that was kind of obvious. Yeah, I'm just making sure. Oh, mother of God, what was he thinking? Um, yeah, no, so that film really didn't sit well with me, and so there was someone out there that really did like it, apparently. Um, but moving on to other better things, you mentioned to me that you watched a show today which was absolutely fan-bloody-tastic. What was that show? I watched the first two episodes of Seth MacFarlane's new sci-fi series, The Orville. Now, look, it, it is very much, um, look, you can either call it a ripoff or you can call it an homage. Either way, it has taken very, very strongly from Star Trek, the original series. And I, I wouldn't call it a ripoff, really. I, I'd call I, it an homage. I, I would call it an homage because it's just... It, it understood what the original series was was doing, how it worked the five-act structure, how to play out the relationships between the characters and how to move a story along and how to, how to tell a complete story in 45 minutes. And, and, it, I, and it does I, it well. Well, I, I, I'm not surprised it does it well. I'm going to get onto that as soon as I bloody can. Um, but Seth MacFarlane is an enormous Star Trek fan. Like, he's a huge Trekkie, and he wanted to make the, the remake of it, you know? And they didn't let him. So, I guess this show is him expressing himself where he's in a Trekkie and having a crack at it, and, and it's got his... I haven't even seen it, but from the trailer that I've seen, it's got, you know, elements of his trademark sort of humour um, weaved into it. But as you said, it's more of a drama than a comedy. So, yeah, clearly he does a really good job of it. I can't wait to watch it. I really like watching when he takes on parts that have less comedy because I think he handles dramatic performance quite well. And getting to see him in this role where he's the straight guy and the humor is coming from what's around him. I, I like that. Oh, wow. That's an interesting, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. It works because he's like, he, he has a very dry sense of humor in this and some of his one liners are, are really sharp, but it's not, it's not his typical brand of humor. You can tell that he wants to, he wants to inject some humor there, but at the same time, he's so reverential to, the idea of Star Trek that he wants to do something that honors that, but it's very much in the vein of the original series. And I was, I was reading an article today that was comparing, um, the Orville with the new Star Trek series, Star Trek discovery, which I haven't got around to watching yet. It just started on Netflix. Um, apparently the key difference is that the Orville is very much like watching the original series. However, watching Discovery is like watching the true evolution of Gene Roddenberry's dream for where Star Trek would go. So, they're very different programs. It's not about what one is better or worse. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a good um, view of it, I guess. I just want to watch it. Like, I'm really excited to watch it. I, when I first saw the trailers, I was like, hell yeah. And while oh, I was yeah. over in U- the US, well, I was over in the US recently, I saw, like, extended looks and stuff like that. So I really want to get into it. Like, I think it would be fantastic. Um, it, it was just a lot and, of fun. Well, good. And it's interesting. You mentioned that um, it wasn't Seth MacFarlane that directed the uh, no. pilot episode. No. 
No, none other. John Favreau. Yeah, none other than the brilliant John Favreau, who directed another pilot episode that I watched today, Young Sheldon. Another now, thing which I saw plastered all over the US. Every single bus yeah, in New York had now, Young Sheldon I, on the front I, I of it. I know that so many of you out there that I talk to from day to day can't stand the Big Bang Theory. Sorry, Amen. guys, but I still watch it. I, I do. I, I know the show is not the best show in the world by any means, but I have always had a bit of a giggle from it. And it's just been something where I remember sitting down and watching the first episode with my family. And to this day, we, we still try and watch it together. It, it's just become part of what we do. And I like, I like every part of the show except for Sheldon. Yeah, I, I can understand that. I, Sheldon, Sheldon drives me, he drives me and everyone else insane. And yet I still gave his spinoff a shot today. And I was oddly very very surprised and very impressed with how they've handled it because they've taken the most annoying character in the show and and given him a fair bit of humanity that that is so devoid from from what you see once he's grown up so it is interesting to see how he got to the place that he's at it's it's a lot more dramatic than than the Big Bang Theory but does is. Does it change? Does it change your your view on him in Big Bang Theory, or is it you? It's still, you know, two separate things, and you're just having a different look at the the life. I always understood that Sheldon had this life, and that's what led him to be where he is. Actually, seeing it fleshed out just gives you a greater sense of empathy toward him. Hmm. Because he's not... Like, you you know that he's not altogether a horrible human being or anything like that. He's got mental problems. No, he doesn't. His mother had him tested. Doesn't he? Doesn't he? I thought he had, like, Asperger's or something. That's his thing the whole time. I'm not crazy. My mother had me tested. Um, Look, he very likely does have... He just means he's a weird person. Well, well, no. he, He very likely does have some sort of issue there that's gone undiagnosed but Asperger's yeah I mean I mean, I always just find it the idea that there is nothing wrong with him and that's just his personality quite funny because that means that he's fair game to get a boot up the bum all the time yeah but I don't know I, I like the way the beginning of this little spin-off has gone, it, it was very dramatic. It, like, there, there were jokes, but it, it was a lot more serious because it is addressing something that would be very, very difficult to cope with as an entire family having to deal with that. Because you're seeing... Did his... it... Yeah, yeah. Did it have canned laughter? Was it that sort of show? Like a sitcom? The can... Or is it different... Uh, so the big bang theory has a lot of that canned laughter even though it is a live studio audience it's not it's yeah it's not put in like a laughing track yeah 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 yeah, again does young sheldon does young sheldon have that i can't even remember if i heard it but i'm (laughs) i'm very immune to the laugh track i don't notice it very often but i didn't feel like it did and if it did, it was very yeah. quiet because there just there weren't that many things to laugh about in it. There were a couple of very amusing points in it, but overall, I just found it very dramatic and it, it was different, very pointedly different. I've thought of something else that yes. I want to mention and talk about. All right, well, which is, I think we've spent enough time on that, so yes. I would like to talk about the fact that I saw a uh article about bruce willis coming back to make another die hard Ooh, it is I, a I heard pre- about this too it, yeah it's a prequel slash sequel in that no doubt it's about young john mcclain and him joining the police force um but no die hard film would be a day a die hard film without bruce willis and also they don't want Bruce Willis to just be a quick little cameo or something like that at the end. Like, it's going to be an actual split 50-50 film. Um, and they said that they don't know who to cast as uh, a young Bruce Willis, which I think that's ridiculous because I can absolutely tell you who is a great young Bruce Willis 
We've seen them before in Looper. Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt would be awesome. Does he have the right build? And yes, the, only, he, and the, the only reason I say that is because the Bruce Willis that we see in Looper, I can totally see Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the younger version. Mm-hmm. But since we know what a younger John McClane looks like, and then you compare it to Joseph Gordon-Levitt... Make him put on weight and muscle. Yeah, I, I, I'm not doubting you his can ability. See, no, but you can see like what Hugh Jackman does to play Wolverine. Like he completely transforms his build. A lot of actors I, don't do it. I, 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 I know, well, I know, I know. Force I know. him. I look. I would love it, and I love JGL. I think he's amazing. I would happily watch him play a young Bruce Willis again. I just. I, don't know. Uh, I, I though, know. I'd just be sitting I'm there a bit cons- comparing him to the original Die Hard. Well, well, yeah. I was about to say, I'm. Although I'm a huge Die Hard fan, I'm also incredibly skeptical of this because I thought the Die Hard Five. Well, what the hell was it? Not. I, I can't remember what the name of it was. Good day a to good, Die Hard. A good day to Die Hard. Yeah, that was a steaming pile of shit. Like that was crap, and, really shit. And you don't want it. To watch did not fit. It, yeah, I'm really concerned that it's going to get worse and worse and worse. I thought Die Hard. I, I rate it Die Hard um, three, one, four, and two. I didn't really like two. I thought four was actually pretty good. I thought it was a little bit too far fetched, but but still good. You know, still a human being. Die Hard 5, though, was completely rubbish. Like, crap. It may as well have been Terminator film or something like that. Like, it was so unrealistic <laughs> and ridiculous. I didn't like it at all. So, I'm a little bit concerned about what they'd do with another one. But, yeah. You know. I, I don't know. I think they should let it go. As much as I want to see it, they should let it go. I'm trying to Pretty think of much. who else would be able to play a young Bruce Willis. They can't do Jai Courtney because he's already been. I know. Yeah, his I know. Son. I know because that that was my first thought because he kind of looks it. Mm. Can't uh, do that. Um, who else is that build? What about Taron? What about um, Taron Edgerton, the the kid from Kingsman? Yeah, that would. Yeah, that. No, but is that too young? I don't know. Because it's the guy becoming a cop. This guy looks like he's sixteen. Cast an unknown. Can yeah, we, that's true. Get a television. Well, go actor. looking in the wilderness. Yeah, go looking in the wilderness for someone like him. Yeah, David Boronez. <laughs> 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 no, never, never. Oh. Um, I don't know. Yeah, look, it's it's hard. Well, it's, it's so interesting tricky. how Bruce Willis wasn't the first choice for die for like the role in Die Hard and John McClane. No, he wasn't. <laughs> But but can you imagine anyone else being it? What who who was the original choice? Who was it? It was um I don't know. I do know and I'm having a mental blank. I'm gonna let you think about that. Was it um let me Google Thomas, what am I Googling? Might um, have been Tom Spirit or was supposed to be John McLean. John McLean. Oh. Let's have a look what it says. It was... I know who it was. I yes, can't remember who? the name. I can't remember the name. Go, go, go. No, no. Just what, who, he, what are they from? Uh, no, because he took another role instead that was equally like famous, but for something else. Uh, I can't remember. Was it Tom Selleck? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Didn't you just look it up? Uh, can you imagine if it was Tom Selleck? Was it Tom Selleck? Well, I- it, I don't know, it doesn't say. John McLean. Uh, nothing left forever. Just go to, just go to the Die Hard wiki page. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm going to race you to it. Um, yeah, go. Die Hard. Wikipedia. Da, 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 da. Alrighty, where are we? Based on thingy, 
I couldn't find any of this crap. Production. The script was off. It was, yeah, Sylvester Sloan, Harrison Ford, Don Johnson. Turned it down. But another. A star in one film. I don't know who the hell this was. Well. Wait, hang on, wait. And they had already been turned on by several actors, including Richard Gere, Clint Eastwood, and Burt Reynolds. Oh jeez! No, I remember. I remember what Tom Selleck was. Tom Selleck was um, was one of the options for Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh my god! Before Harrison you took have... it. Can you imagine? I can't picture calling him Indy for some reason. All I see is that mustache. Yeah, Magnum. Yeah. <laughs> Who? 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 Wait, what was that thing? The, the one with the bullet? Ooh. What bullet? No, there was a TV show or a movie that had like a, a like a Pontiac Firebird or something like that and bullet. I can't remember. I don't know what the fuck Magnum PI. Um, I don't remember. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, wow. What came first, Indiana Jones or Star Star Wars? Star Wars, easy. Was well, shut up. well I don't know that. Seventy-seven versus eighty something. I don't remember what year Raiders came out. Eighty-two. Junior. Um, Junior. Junior. <laughs> even though Sean Connery, Sean Connery Junior. is only eight years older than Harrison Ford. Yeah, they don't look it. It looks like they're about 45 years different. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sean Connery. It's because Sean Connery lost his hair really early. He wore a wig for the last James Bond film he made. I can't picture Sean Connery being... Like, I know he did, and I know what he looks like in it, and I know exactly how it goes, but uh, whenever I think of Sean Connery, I don't think of Sean Connery from James Bond. I think of Sean Connery, the old guy, being like... Uh, that's that's quite interesting with his lash like this. Oh, that's all I picture. So you basically picture him in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Pretty much. That's not a bad Pretty way much. to go, really. <laughs> no, there's, there's nothing wrong still. with that. And on that note of talking about uh, whatever the hell we just did, this brings us on to Kent and the steering team's sick Kent of the week. Who is the next inductee into the Sick Kent of the Week Hall of Fame? Well, you'll have to listen and see. Drew, do you have a nominee? I don't know their name, but I okay. I nominate... Well, I didn't know the name of the guy from the hurricane. I nominate whoever came up with the idea for Australia's new space program. <laughs> so... For those of you that don't know, this one did the rounds on the internet the other day. Um, apparently, we have got a new um, a new space agency. So it's called the Australian Research and Space Exploration Organization. Ass, if you prefer. And <laughs> whoever came up with this went to the effort of making a logo, setting up a website, a Facebook page. Registering the domain. Yeah. And they, everything. They went they went the whole hog. And it's but what's just it's, brilliant. But but we can also confirm that this is not the official space agency, blah 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 blah, etc. etc. Which is interesting because we were thinking about it for ages. We we're trying to work it out because we're like that it can't like it can't possibly be real. I mean we hope it not. is, but I would love it if it was, but it's not. It's not real. Um, no, I mean, it's it's as real as the fact that it exists, but it's not real as in it's the official one. Um, I quite like that. My nominee, I think I'm going to go with yours and vote for yours, but um, my nominee was uh, NASCAR driver Dale Earnhardt Jr. The reason I, I went for him is because 
he is the most popular driver in NASCAR. Has been for like the past fourteen years. Yep. All the the diehard NASCAR fans, i.e., people from the deep south, quite love him. And he, just for the the fact that he he put a stand or, or commented on Facebook in support of those that were taking knee or taking a knee during the anthem, um, and was like, yeah, no, it's fine if those people want to protest something and, and they view that as as what they want to do, go for it. That's fine. It's up to them. You know, whatever their prerogative, um, or if that's their prerogative, they can go for it. So, um, yeah, he he said that. And the amount of people that have now completely backflipped and hate him because he said that is the greatest thing I've seen. To see the most popular NASCAR driver get hated on by NASCAR fans is just, I'm just in love. I find it so great to see them all like, sorry, Junior, but I'm going to have to unfollow you. You know, uh, why'd you have to say that? Oh, you had to go and change your mind like that. I can't be your fan anymore. Like, it's just, and he's just like, I don't care, whatever. I just picture like them he, all throwing their empty red Budweiser cans at him. Pretty much. It's funny because he, he's always so quiet and contained. He doesn't give a shit about the fans, to be honest. Like, I guess he's like glad and like happy with the support, but he's oh, never just... really cared too much. But the fans like take it like so over the top with their love for him. Seriously? So the fact that they're all turning on him. Yeah, the fact that now they're all turning on him and he's just going, well, oh, well, I don't really care. I think it's the greatest he's... thing. I feel like you should just tell them to take a knee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you don't like it, just go protest it. If they're proud to protest, then then let them protest. Exactly. Good on him for just saying it. He he just went and said it in an area where no one else was going to say it. Exactly. So, Everyone was saying, no, no, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. Well, who gives well, a shit? Let them do it. Is it hurting anyone? No, exactly. No. no. I got all excited because I saw a photo of David Duchovny put up a shot of him and Gillian Anderson. Um, they yeah. took a break from filming and, and took a knee for a photo. And I was like, ah, excellent. Good. Yeah, you're you talking about it. If you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. And it just... Oh, no, good on him. It did. So, long. so who is our, I want to give it, I, I, I want to give it to both because I thought, okay, do we have a, both are excellent. We have another draw. Yes. Done. Go behind the arse campaign and, or the arse, <laughs> uh, agency and, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Wow. There we go. The guy they are the sick hence of the weeks. <laughs> the guy behind the arse. Damn it. <laughs> So, the man behind yeah. the ass. Man behind the ass, and a redneck NASCAR. Well, not redneck, but a NASCAR driver. I was Both say inductees that into the, the those two wouldn't normally go together. No, quite. The not man, fans of each other. The man behind the ass and the redneck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think I think on this completely ridiculous note. Um, we should probably wrap things up. Give it the old rippity wrap. I, I, I agree. Um, it's It's been an absolute pleasure, as always. I'm mm-hmm. deeply, deeply upset that our dear friend couldn't make it today. And Emmanuel, too. And <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was trying to work out where you were going with that. No, hopefully Emmanuel can rejoin us next week because I actually do want to hear his thoughts on a couple of things we discussed this evening. Oh yeah, I just want to, I just want to hear him go for gold. Um, but no, well, we will make sure that he is on the podcast next week. We guarantee you, in fact, that he will be on it. Yeah, um, you'll get plenty of guarantee. Things. Might not be valid, but guarantee will he will be here. Um, yeah, strange things will be back. Uh, of course, if you want us to talk about something, want us to comment on anything, any sort of issue, you want to give us a shout out or want us to give you a shout out, um, go for it on Facebook, uh, comment on the page, we'll see it, we'll mention it, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Also check out our other page, the 35th Mill, if you want to hear more things about films, et cetera, et cetera. Until and, next and time. Well, before yes. you, until next time, we'd also like to know what you thought of us doing the little movie segment tonight, because... If you're happy with it, we wouldn't mind doing a separate film podcast 
film, television, whatever. Just, yeah, giving the 35th Mill its own podcast as well. It's been something we've talked about a little bit because we have the interest and there's certainly not enough to cover in a little review for each movie. So, yeah, let us know what you think. We would really love to do it, but there's no point doing it unless we know you guys are going to want to listen. So let us know. Exactly right. Okay, then. Yeah. Until next time, I am and have been Phil, and I've been joined by Mr. Drew himself. Woo! Uh, and yeah, till next time. Yep. Missing someone.